When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into episode 199 of the Source to Say podcast, your go to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR podcast network. The Source to Say podcast is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations that's on Wellington Way. And Blazer Parkway now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson, look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, joined once again by Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I am doing fantastic, Jack. Just wrapping up a summer basketball workout here. Well, as you are wrapping up a summer uh, basketball workout there, uh, John Calipari is adding another piece to uh, his summer basketball practices there at the Joe Craft Center in Lexington. Uganda Kingsley on Yenso is a Kentucky Wildcat choosing the Wildcats over Tennessee, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Sean, this is one that uh, has not been a huge secret for a few weeks now. I think it's been very clear that Kentucky is the place where he has always wanted to be, and today he finally makes it official. He reclassifies into the class of 2022, joins the likes of Cason Wallace, Chris Livingston, uh, and Adu Thero uh, in Kentucky's class of 2022. And now a deep roster gets even deeper uh, as the team gets ready to head to the Bahamas and get gets prepared for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. So, Sean, uh, let's jump right into it. What are your uh, initial takeaways with uh, Kentucky's new addition? Uh, I think it's a big deal. I, th- I think it's huge. Anytime you can add a seven foot frame with a seven five wingspan to your roster, regardless if it's in August or if it's in October, uh, you're, you're getting a, a piece that can help you, whether that be in practice to work against Oscar Shibway and give these guys an elite rim protector there. That, I mean, we're talking a guy that his frame and you, you can see whatever that frame is now, what it's going to be down the road is going to be even more impressive. The, the, the big wide shoulders, the, the elite athleticism above the rim, like you're, you're adding an elite piece and a proven rim protector that is going to help you out, whether he plays significant minutes now, or if he's just there as a practice body that, to help get himself ready and get your team ready too. But I think getting on campus now certainly helps him a ton. Yeah, and I think that was Kentucky's goal. That was John Calipari's goal when uh, they had these early conversations about reclassifying to the class of 2022. They wanted to get him in. They understand, I mean, that, like you said, that seven foot, 225 
pound-ish frame. He has a ton of of, of weight to add. Uh, clearly uh, has the the raw tools there, and they just think, man, if we could get him into this new strength and conditioning program under the new strength and conditioning coach Brady Welsh, uh, man, what can this kid be? down the road you know he's already known as the best shot blocker in all of high school basketball regardless of class what can we turn him into uh by you know kind of jump starting the process getting him in on campus a year early letting him practice day by day against oscar shibway who sean as you know six nine 265 pounds in his own right that's going to be a battle of two absolute monsters down low a seven footer with long seven five wingspan going against uh, you know, a big bruiser in Oscar Sheboy at 6'9", 265. So uh, I, I am very excited to see how those practices unfold. Uh, the expectation right now is that he will not play this year, and if he does, it will be sparingly. They want to make sure that they get the minutes allotted to the guys that deserve them right away, the Oscar Sheboys, the Damian Collins, Lance Wears of the world. Uh, they deserve those minutes. They decided to come back and, and uh, you know, uh, and you know, make that a, a crucial part of that front court. They, uh, when they made the decisions to not enter the transfer portal, Damian Collins and and Lance Ware, and obviously Oscar Sheboy, when he decided to come back, uh, that was a big part of it. Minutes and and you know, just kind of what their roles were going to be. Cal doesn't want to screw that up in August when when practice has already been going on for two months. So there is a mutual understanding with everybody involved, Sean, that uh, they're going to slow play this. They're going to let. Uganda Kingsley ease his way into things. Uh, and if he's good enough to play, he'll play. If he needs more time, exactly. they, they are more than happy to make that happen. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. And I've, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, how do we not know how, like when I would write stories, and I'm sure you've seen them, too, in the Facebook comments, you got a lot of people going, well, here we go again, another shake Sharp situation. And it's it's not the same. You got a guy that is getting here and enrolling when the, when the school year begins the, the plan is in place. It's more of a developmental thing long term. Uh, but the, the biggest thing for me is, like you said, the the plan that they have in place for him to come and develop and, and get in that strength and conditioning program, a program that you're already seeing changing bodies all across this roster. I mean, you're looking these dudes just look different when you see photos and stuff like the work that's been put in the last few months. You get him in that program, you watch him develop, you watch him add some weight to his frame. And then, too, like if you go through the season and you have a freak injury that happens in November or December, then you can at least have an option there that if he's ready at some point, maybe you do give him an opportunity. But the, the long game here is the right call. And I think it's the one that's going to benefit both sides. Yeah, this is a kid that he just started playing basketball uh, a few years ago. I believe he started playing when he was 12 years old. He's now 17, uh, just still very brand new, just got to the States about a, a year ago. Uh, this is a kid that knows exactly where he is in his development. He knows that, yes, I am an elite, a, a truly elite shot blocker. I have truly elite defensive potential. The timing is there. He can block with either hand. You know, he he has all of the instincts and 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 the raw tools necessary to be an a, a elite defender. But all of the offensive stuff is still a huge work in progress. Great rim runner. He's going to throw down lobs and he's going to get some clean up, clean up buckets, Sean. But uh, Ugana is not a kid that's going to come in and just be this polished, 
you know, work of art on the offensive end. He's super raw footwork needs a lot of attention. Uh, just you know, really needs to polish up a lot of things that he does. Uh, he's expanding his jump shot, which is a, it, it was pretty impressive. I liked what I saw from him at the Pangos All-American camp in June. He's really comfortable stepping out on the perimeter and, and taking some jump shots, uh, which is a, a fairly new part of his game, something he's clearly trying to incorporate into his game. So, uh, again, this is a kid that, and interestingly enough, his idol growing up was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Very similar situation, uh, very new to the game of basketball just kind of jumped in head first to see what he could be. And then now we see what Giannis ended up becoming a perennial all-star MVP, uh, you know, winner, uh, title contending type of talent every single year. That's who he is modeling his game after. That's who he kind of sees as the long-term, a raw, long-term, I'm going to let myself fill out. I'm going to kind of just continue to grow my skills and see what I can be and hope that one day I can be a superstar. But there is no rush to get to that point, Sean. He understands that this is a process. He is on a, at least a two-year plan, could be even longer than that. They are in no rush to get out of Lexington. They wanted to get here as soon as possible, develop his game, build his body up in UK's uh, strength and conditioning program, and just see what happens. There is no rush whatsoever to get him on the floor. Yeah, and given the situation that just happened with Shaden and unfolded with the draft and stuff over the spring and into the summer, you know that this is a situation that Kentucky definitely checked off every single box going into it and, and stuff. And then there, everybody's on the same page here. You know, Cal's not going to go and, and put himself in that spot again. Like, I think this is one where the expectations were clear from both sides. Uh, the communication has been there, and this is one that I think is going to pay off on for both. I think that uh, Uganda is going to benefit from this. I think Kentucky and this current basketball team is going to benefit from this too, even if he never steps on the floor this year. It adds some depth to the practice squad. It gives these guys like Oscar and these others a chance to work against someone who is going to, who's going to have a chance to affect every single shot that he has that, that wingspan that everyone he can get to uh, flying above the rim. You mentioned all those things about his offensive game that he's trying to polish. That is the biggest reason for the not playing develop that this season, put that with all that athleticism. And you got a, a polished big ready to roll a year from now. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, he's committing August 1st, uh, you know, that's a full week before the Bahamas trip. Is there a chance that he can make his way down there and we get to see him make his unofficial Kentucky debut? Uh, Sean, that is not going to happen. Talking to people close to the Kentucky program, it's just too quick of a turnaround to get him on campus, get him enrolled in classes. Uh, and again, this is a similar situation to Oscar Sheboy. He's over in the States on a visa, uh, on a student visa. So getting him into the States the first, you know, the first time around, and then trying to get him back out of the States for a week-long trip, a four-game exhibition trip. Uh, again, as awesome as it would be to see him up close and personal for the first time, it, it, it just it's just too complicated to try to get him out of the country, back into the country, uh, while they're still trying to get him enrolled in classes and get him ready for this upcoming year, summer classes, all that stuff. Uh, it was just too much on their plate to try to fit that in. Uh, you know, too many, you know, too many opportunities for things to get screwed up. You know, Sean, it's it's it sucks. You want to get him on campus and, and with his teammates. And uh, how cool would it be to, to the first time we ever get to see him be uh, you know playing against a pro team in the Bahamas and in that type of setting, you know, swimming around, splashing around with his teammates and all that. Yes, that's that sounds great. And, and you know, the idea of that is great, uh, but it was just too quick of a turnaround, too much to get done uh, that he will not be making that trip to the Bahamas. I will say um 
all of the the academic side of things, there was some question about you know how easy would that reclassification would be uh, would be for him once he got got on campus. I've been told that his academics are absolutely in order. There will be no concerns about if his credits will transfer over, if his reclass works out, you know, all that stuff. He is uh, uh, officially uh, a, a reclass eligible player. There's no hiccups, no red flags, no concerns with him getting on campus enrolled and ready to go in this class of 2022. So, uh, Sean, that's if you're it's obviously kind of sad that we won't, won't get to see him in the Bahamas. But I think uh, big picture, it's a, it's a great it's great news that Kentucky has already kind of crossed its T's, dotted his eyes about getting him on campus. He's eligible, he's good to go, uh, and he will be uh, all, all good to go once the season rolls around 2022-2023. And, and you and you brought up the point earlier that it's you know that Damian Collins and Lance Ware and those guys deserve their opportunity, and I agree with that. I think that that's part of it too. You want. You want to think going into this year that, that Damian and Lance can kind of, you know, man that spot there alongside Oscar Sheboy and give Kentucky some key minutes. You got Jacob Toppin uh, kind of really, I mean, he's been the guy that's been the talk of the summer when it comes to all these workouts, every single player talking about the progression, the way he's changed his body. So I just think that this is a, a, a big deal for the roster. Uh, you get a guy that's going to be in your program for a full season and, and get used to it. We saw what one semester of Oscar Sheboy and the benefit of that and then going through the summer and into the fall, like he was almost on campus, what, nine, ten months before he ever suited up and played a game. So I think it's a big deal. The expectations from both sides, I think, have been met, and I think that they know the task at hand, and I, I think it's uh, a huge deal today that they're getting Uganda Kingsley. And I'm kind of considering him – I know he's officially class of 2022 with this reclass, but I, I still am kind of penciling him in for that class of 2023 and that group with Justin Edwards, uh, Reed Shepard, and Rob Dillingham just because that is the plan. Uh, this is just kind of a free year. This is – I only view this as a freebie season uh, of development, kind of the way we viewed Oscar Sheboy when he got on campus as a mid-year enrollee. Uh, I'm seeing him and considering him as a part of that 2023 class and that core group. Uh, so, you know, I just don't want to overlook, uh, the, you know, kind of the impact that he's going to be making with that core group of kids. UK is still going after Aaron Bradshaw. Obviously, DJ Wagner is at the top of their priority list, uh, you know, trying to just kind of weigh their options and see who else they want to add in that class. Ron Holland is a name that UK is picking up steam with. But, uh, Sean, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts. Are you seeing him? Uh, as you know, still in your mind as a member of that 2023 class, just because of uh, they're viewing him as that anchor of of the next year's team, or uh, you know, kind of penciling him in as that 2022 kid because he's still technically a, a reclass. No, I think you bring up a good point there. I think that's the best way to look at this. Is I'm going to consider him a part of 23. This is their big that adds to the wings and the guards that they have in 23 now with Dillingham and Shepard and Edwards. I think that this that's the perfect way to look at this. That even though he's going to have a year on campus, not going to play, you can essentially go into next year and be like, okay, this is your freshman class with Uganda Kingsley being the big, and then we'll see where they go. If, if they, if, if it's a Bradshaw, uh, what happens there with Holland? Like, we'll see all these things play out. Do they end up going to the portal if they need to add some more front court pieces? Uh, I think that's the best way to look at this is even though he is reclassified joining the roster this year in 22, I think we all should consider him a part of that 23 class, even though it won't go into and affect the numbers of it. 
Well, Sean, that wraps up today's episode. We'll be back again tomorrow. You're driving up to Lexington for uh, our first open practice. We, you know, we were getting excited about the possibility of seeing uh, this Kentucky team for the first time next week in the Bahamas. I will be down in the Bahamas. Uh, you know, I was excited about seeing these kids for the first time down there in that environment, but uh, we got surprised with a, a flood relief uh, event. They're doing a telethon uh, combined with an open practice. I love the idea that John Calipari put together where we're going to be able to see these kids up close and personal for the first time tomorrow evening. Uh, so Sean, I I'm excited. I know you're going to be there. I'll be there and uh, we'll do another practice kind of breakdown our first look at this team and kind of what, uh, what that entails and just kind of how excited we are about this Bahamas trip. So uh, we're we're going to get a, a, another special edition of the Source to Say podcast uh, again tomorrow night after uh, the open practice. So I know that's something that uh, you're very excited about as well. Yeah, and, and quick thing here, you know, Eastern Kentucky, you know, it's the, the part of the state. I live in Southeast Kentucky, but, you know, Eastern Kentucky, that 606 area code, that's a uh, – that's been that's been me. That's been me for uh, 33 years now. So uh, I'm, I, I, I hurt for the people that have lost so much, those that have lost their lives, the families that are affected by this. But you're seeing the beautiful thing about Kentuckians and everybody coming together. You're seeing this basketball team and this program come together and the fans come together for a great cause to help those in need and uh, to help fellow Kentuckians. I can't wait to experience that tomorrow and be a part of that. And I just uh, – Continued prayers for everyone that's content that just lost so much that are going to it's going to take years, months, years to rebuild and get back to normal. Some people will never get back to normal. There's just uh, a lot that was lost there. And uh, I wish them nothing but the best and, and prayers with all those affected by the, the flood. Absolutely. And we'll uh, hit on that more tomorrow, uh, you know, when we talk about the telethon and how that goes and, and the open practice and all that. So uh, continued prayers with Eastern Kentucky. I know this is a strong state and um, things like this, it, it unifies the the people inside them and, and it's just such a strong area. And, um, you know, I know they'll be able to get through it as difficult as it is. They'll uh, they'll be able to pull through. It may take a, a you know quite some time, but um, it, it's like I said, it's a strong area and and they'll be able to pull through at some point. So uh, excited to, uh, you know, break that down a little bit more tomorrow in, in the open practice and all that entails. So, Sean, with that, let's get out of here. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. Find me on Twitter as well, at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for the Jam Packed Sources Say podcast. We will see you next time.